Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. We're back for another youth fitness podcast, and we're so excited today to have Jennifer Brockstroman on. She is a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist. She's the founder of Prosper Nutrition Coaching, and I'm going to pass to you, Jennifer, now to expand upon that because I always find that guests do best explaining who they are themselves. For sure. So I am like a nutrition coach on steroids. Like coaching nutrition is my passion and then teaching coaches how to become better nutrition coaches where we've unentangled ourselves from that diet culture mentality. I'm very anti-eating disorder in the way that I talk about nutrition messaging. And so not only do I help clients eat healthier, find their happiest, healthy version of themselves and a really positive relationship with food, but I've been so lucky to work with pro athletes. So Olympic athletes, NHL hockey players, people that need nutrition to fuel basically their bodies for their career, right down to everyday folks just looking to look and feel better. And then in the last three years, I've gotten into the nutrition certification space because I was noticing a recurring problem in the fitness industry of clients I would see who were put on really restrictive, not helpful diets by maybe their personal trainer. And I never believe in complaining. I always believe in thinking about a solution and being part of the bigger picture. And so I thought they're just doing the best that they can, but maybe I can help coaches even elevate their skills and be better for the clients that they work with. And then that's how Prosper Nutrition Coaching came to be. That's fantastic. I love that. And Jeff and I, you so generously gave us the opportunity to dig into your liftoff course. And both of us have been doing that and really enjoying it. You have a really unique way of delivering really potent information. And I have started the first question or the first comment and see kind of where we go with that. Um, one of the things I enjoyed the most was um, coming at it from the idea of, I want to be a better coach. So Mickey and I are always looking to become better coaches. And I, so I started your the liftoff course and then dove into some of the blogs that you have on your site. And what I found was this thread that, I know you wrote this for nutrition coaches, but if, if my coaches would read these things, they yeah. become better coaches for kids. And I just, I, uh-huh. I just found that so, I found it fascinating and enlightening. And some of the things that I go like, well, I, that's, that's a real hole I need to fix in myself. So thank you for that. But there's such a continuity between what we do and what I hear you doing and read what you're doing and, and a lot of the same messaging, kind of uh, underlying messaging that I really enjoyed that. Can you talk about just before we dive into quickly dive into nutrition, can we talk about being a better coach? Cause I think that's one of the things you're doing with, with people. 
helping them be better coaches. Thank, yeah, that's such a sweet compliment. Thank you for saying that. I think I've been so lucky and gifted to be given the skill of taking really complex information and simplifying it down. And I always picture a staircase or a ladder. So I'm very good at helping not only my clients, but helping coaches take this big, broad, comprehensive topic of nutrition coaching and build them a staircase, build them a ladder where they can elevate their own skill set and then be better for their clients to implement those behavior changes. And I always say as a nutrition coach, our job isn't really to cram more nutrition information into our clients' minds. It's to be better behavior change facilitators. And any strong coach really recognizes that their job isn't just about the sole issue they were hired, whether it be fitness or whether it be food, it's that they're going to walk along their client's you know, journey with them as a behavior change facilitator. And how do you keep the process fun and interesting and stimulating and just enough variety, but also back to those fundamental basics where the client is really going to build their base so they can ultimately go higher with their peak, you know, peak optimal performance, whatever that might look like. That's a great metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I have some mountains behind me on purpose. <laughs> They're very uh, important. I always actually say, like, I'm going to be your mountaineer, your your Sherpa, awesome. and we're going to figure out what your top of the mountain actually is, and I'm going to help you safely climb that mountain. And there's many right paths to the top. So you want to go up the vegan side of the mountain? We can do that nutritionally. You want to go more whole food based and making more foods yourself? We can do that. You're in a more challenged season of life. And you need to find the supports at the grocery store and in your local community for convenience, yet healthy. We can find that side of the mountain too. So I think a good coach isn't rigid and they're like, this is my right way and you have to go this way. It's learning what the client's definition of their successful you know, mountaintop is and then figuring out what's going to work with the client's lifestyle, how we're going to help them get there. I love that. It took us a few years maybe to figure out that we weren't just supposed to be delivering information and, and right. or, or trying to influence someone else's reason for the journey that, that right we had to go wait that's not what it's about it's find out what yeah. you want and finding the best way to help them get there and and your use of metaphors and the way that you explain things your what you said about simplification i have been accused often of being simple because that is, that, is, that is how I look at things. Okay, let's take that nebulous thing and how can I make that the simplest form of that to communicate it best because I work with young children. So I have yep. to, so it's very important to be able to get the essence of something in the most understand, globally understandable way and impart it to a child. So that brings me to... How do you talk with coaches about how they work with kids or teens? Yes, I love that we get to kind of combine our two skill sets into this really potent podcast. So I think when we're working, coaches that work with youth and teenagers, this is such an impressionable age group where what we say really, really matters because you can plant a seed that you might not realize could develop into disordered eating or body dysmorphia or shame or messaging around food that could one day become harmful. So I really, like you said, think about simplicity but also what is the message that we're saying? And so if I were to like distill childhood nutrition down into like five minutes, which is a lot to ask, 
but I'm up for the challenge in that it's simple and potent. I'm going to draw from one of my mentors in this space, and it's a registered dietitian. Her name is Ellen Sater. And so for anyone that's listening, she does spell her name a little bit uh, differently. So I'll just spell it out if you want to Google it. And it's E-L-L-Y-N Sater, S-A-T-T-E-R. And she is a world expert on childhood feeding practices. And what I have so much respect for Ellen's work is she's tried to study the old age old question of how do we teach kids about nutrition in a way that is healthy, that allows them to develop into their body's genetic set point of what's healthy for that individual child. How do we keep children, children shielded from you know, disordered eating and dieting messages? And how do we actually help prevent childhood obesity, which is becoming a much more larger and growing you know, epidemic and issue? And what Ellen did so eloquently is she super simplified it, but it's so effective. So don't mistake simplicity for ineffective. It's actually really effective. And Ellen came up with this phrase called the division of responsibility or D-O-R for short. And so in her division of responsibility, she actually divides children and parents into two different groups in terms of what they're responsible for around childhood nutrition and feeding. So the parents are responsible for what? So like they have to actually go get the groceries and bring the food into the household, right? They're deciding the menu and the snacks. They're in charge of where. So where does food get consumed in the house? Ideally at a dinner table, sitting around, ideally not in front of screens. And then they also get to decide the when, the meal timing, the spacing, uh, snack and meal distribution. So again, parents, what, what the family will be eating, where, the location that food will take place, and when, the spacing and the timing. And then the child's half of the relationship of feeding is what to eat from what's offered and how much. They're in charge of their own portion size because they're the only ones that can feel their little stomachs. They're the only ones that can register in their brains and growing bodies when they're in an active growth spurt. And so I'm going to give an adult uh, parallel metaphor to go back to this division of responsibility. And I love to use the example of a dinner party. So if we got together as three adults who wanted to have a fun dinner party, and I would love to do that with you guys one day, I think we'd have so much to talk about. But say you guys are the hosts and I'm the guest. I'm the child, you're the parents in this case. You would decide, just like a dinner party, what meal you're going to cook for us. You would choose the location that you're going to serve me the food. And you would choose when dinner is going to be ready. And then as your guest, I would get to choose what I would like to eat from what was offered. I wouldn't ask you to short order cook and make me something totally separate just for me. And then I would imagine you would allow me to choose my own portion size and serve how much food I want on my plate and to stop when I felt satisfied. And you wouldn't reward me or bribe me or punish me. So notice what's missing from this relationship in a good way. You wouldn't be like, Jennifer, if you have the broccoli, you can have some of the pie that we made for dessert, or you can't hang out with us after dinner if you don't finish, because you're going to sit at the table and stare at your plate of food until you have three bites of each of those things or a bite. You wouldn't cajole me. You wouldn't beg me. You wouldn't prod me. You would just allow me to respect how I was feeling in that moment. And if I wanted seconds, I would imagine you would hopefully let me have seconds. If I was satisfied early and I left some food on my plate, you wouldn't make a big deal about it. And so if we think about the division of responsibility from that lens, it's so simple, but it's so beautiful. Parents still get to set the food environment. They're the what. They get to choose around the eating behaviors, the where, like family dinners, ideally at a table. 
at a table, and then they get to regulate the spacing, right? Allowing their child to eat regularly. But ideally, a parent is nipping off endless grazing where the kid can just go in and constantly help themselves to food. So the parents still regulate that food timing. But what we're letting young kids do is grow into their natural bodies because they get to choose how much and you know what they want to have. And kids get into food jags. That's a very known statistical thing that happens through childhood. And as a fun fact for you parents that are listening, kids often need 20 exposures to a food before they like it or they'll even try it. And what happens is most parents give up well before 20. So you just don't make a big deal. Sometimes they like the food, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they like it raw, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they want it cooked. And you just continue to rotate nutritious foods through your family's meal plan. And you don't make a big deal whether your kids embrace it or they don't. So this division of responsibility, some perks, lowest risk of obesity for children, much lowered risk of disordered eating, kids grow to their genetic healthy set point weights at the right age and the right stage, and they learn to be intuitive eaters who actually know what real hunger and real fullness and satisfaction feels like, so they know how to self-regulate their appetite. So it works like a charm, simple but effective. Yeah, so that's childhood nutrition in like five to seven minutes if I were to sum it all up. I wish I knew that many years ago. <laughs> Would you many things, but, but that, that is such a beautiful way to allow autonomy for the right things. And, and then you don't have right. those controlling issues between parent and child. It's just, that's what you have. Do what you will with it. Right. 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 <laughs> I love it. And it's such a great thing. I know that we, we touched on this for a second. There are terms that you encourage and then terms that you're not going to say because you don't want to right. enhance any chance of disordered eating. So we, we got the two minute flag. So <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, what are your thoughts two. on that? Yeah. So keeping it really quick, I might even this like blow some parents' minds. What if we even took terms away? Food is food, right? And so as a parent, there are just foods that we rotate in frequently and we don't make a big deal and like label them as one way. And there's just foods that have maybe a little more joy value, a little bit less nutritional value. Desserts obviously might come to, to come to mind in that category. And they're still perfectly fine, acceptable foods. They're just foods that rotate in a little bit less. So if we look at cultures in other parts of the world, they don't have kid menus. They don't have good foods, bad foods. Food is food, Right. So as we get older, we might start to get into everyday foods, once in a while foods. And I, I don't even call them bad foods, but like less frequently or joy or you know mindful foods we want to have. But with the really young ones, let's not even give it a term. It's just food. We have, when in movement, we have an idea we call base build boost. So base is teaching kids to control their own bodies in space. Build, we take the rules of that, that they learn in base and apply it, start applying it to movement and then boost the performance. And our son took that to nutrition. He said, well, we're not nutritionists, but let's talk a little bit about nutrition for, for parents, kids. And base was all-time foods and sometime foods. So, yeah, perfect. You know, so, so, you know, if a child comes up to you and says, you know, I want an apple, it's all-time food. Give them the apple. You know, yeah. And cake, well, we're, we might have cake soon, but it's not right not maybe after dinner or whatever, that dinner. But it's uh, it, it seems so much so much easier for us than what we what we grew up with. But that's that's not that's not something you should have right now. That's not this and that. Um, and it gave, it starts to give them rules for them for them to understand that they can build on as they move forward into when they want to do 
new performance nutrition, which is you know, I love the outside the, of our scope. The very yeah. base base that you're talking about that right. at, at first it's just food. Yeah. It's not even yeah. so, the timing. Right. It's just foods and those are the ones you, you give and show and feed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and totally. Perfect. Jennifer. We, I feel like that just went by in a nanosecond and we have so much more to talk. <laughs> so we are going to be very hopeful that there is an opportunity for us to get you back on for another 18 minutes so you can impart some more fantastic wisdom for our youth coaches on how to talk to kids about nutrition. I would love that. Yeah, the more that we can get those positive messages out there, the better we're doing as a, commu- as a fitness community. And where can people find you? So my website is prospernutritioncoaching.com and I want the, this information to be shared freely. So I give out a weekly newsletter for coaches and also I have a completely free nutrition masterclass. Super simple, super fun, metaphor analogy pack. That's called Lift Off, like you guys hinted at. So if you go to prospernutritioncoaching.com slash liftoff, you'll have access to that free course. We'll put that link right into the show notes if, if you're okay with that so people can access and get to you yeah and if you follow along on instagram it's prosper underscore nc again we'll put all of that into the show notes thank you so much for your time and we hope to have you back soon yeah let's do it again soon dinner party number two (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the athlete coach network a new connection-based training platform that breaks down regional barriers and connects coaches and athletes anytime, anywhere. You're an athlete and love to push yourself. Who's guiding you? As an athlete, you can filter and search our library to find the perfect coach or sign up for a membership to get video feedback and comments from our coaches all over the world. As a coach, You can set up your profile and advertise your credentials, set your own price for video reviews or direct messaging to ensure your rates reflects the value of your time. Welcome to the Athlete Coach Network and welcome to the future of sports coaching. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.